Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. What's up, Daniel? Not much. How are you? Um, Well, I know these are timeless and somebody could be listening to this in August, but we are a day away from Thanksgiving at the time of recording, and I am pumped. Found a turkey half off. Butterball. Boom. Boom. How'd you get a turkey half off? I don't know. I went in. It was supposed to be 99 or something a pound, and uh, and then the one that I got, I don't know, maybe it's last year. Hopefully not. I storm in the freezer forever. I mean, I got a 25-pound turkey for, like, 20 bucks. Butterball. That's have not normal. No frame of reference whether that's a good deal or not. Well, it's awesome. I You know what? It never might not be. You know what's interesting? Psychology. It might not be. Somebody could be listening and just be like, Q, I got mine for five you know, bucks 20 cents a pound like what are you thinking or whatever and and i could be psychologically just off because uh it's anchoring <clears throat> yeah it is there you go thanksgiving's an interesting time uh admittedly it's one of those things i did not put in the budget i don't normally put in the budget but inevitably and i think it's because we've been doing this show over the last year um i'm watching the things you know, that are coming through. The wife did an extra grocery trip. And we have people coming. We're hosting. We have like 15 people coming, uh, including our family. And so we have people bringing sides. It's not like we're providing everything. But inevitably, uh, there has been the, oh, we got to, you know, I had to have a few things repaired at the house. Because when you have 15 people, you don't want the bathroom door not able to close all the way. So, Boom. That's fixed finally? Yeah, it's fixed finally. That's awesome. Minor details. Uh, that was uh, like the chief reason I went to your house. It was just nice. It was like free-flowing, airy Yes. Well, come on. It closed. <laughs> it just didn't lock. It just didn't close all the way. I don't know. It needed to be adjusted or something. You know how good I am at that. But nonetheless, you know, we had the turkey. Uh, we'll, I'm going to go today, and I'm going to pick out a, a nice uh, bottle of wine. Are you a jiggly canned cranberry sauce person or like the oh. real made cranberry sauce? Oh, okay. I would say, so here's what I am or what I would love, and then here's what I do now. I love the can cranberry. You're like, jiggly. Like, as it still looks like the can. Mm-hmm. Don't even mash it up. Don't even cut it in half. Just stick that sucker on a plate. I love that. Uh, I'm a huge mashed potato gravy. Uh, I'm a dark meat guy. Uh, what else? Save the neck for me, Clark. <laughs> okay, Eddie. Oh, like the candied uh, sweet potato with the marshmallow goodness. All that. All the goodness. Are you racing in the morning? Pecan pie. No, I'm telling you what I would love. I do none of that now. Uh-huh. My plate is is uh, still the dark meat, uh, green beans, I will probably have a little bit of uh, mashed potatoes, not much because that they don't they don't treat me well, and that'll be it. That'll be it. The jiggly cranberry sauce is a fruit. That's nah, all sugar. Is it? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, that sucker is sugar. You're ruining it for <laughs> me. Yeah, no, I don't do the cranberry sauce anymore. I don't do any of that stuff. But and I'm not. I probably am not racing tomorrow. And you know why? Because uh, it'd be forty bucks or something for us per person. And uh, and I was just like, you know, I, I I've done this for years, and then this is the first year. I'm like, no, I'll go out and run, 
you know, four or five miles tomorrow by myself. Okay, come on. Let's focus here. What are you drinking today, Daniel? Lift up that cup and stare at that. Let me pontificate that, for a moment. Stare at the silver tumbler, which mm. you cannot see through. It is a, uh, a local roaster out of Louisville. It's their fall blend. It's a mix of uh, Guatemalan and Ethiopian. 25% roaster? Guatemalan. Really? 75% Ethiopian. Yurgachev. Yurgachev? Yurgachev. Wow. Really good. It's kind of got the, kind of a, I don't know how you'd describe it. Full-bodied. Uh, it's actually medium-bodied. I cannot believe you don't like wine. Wine is the coffee in the like evening. Wine. Well, you don't, it's not that you don't like it, but you're not yet into it like you're into coffee. Give it time. It's all about the budget. Give it time. You have to pick which one to spend a budget on. Uh, with a one-year-old and a three-year-old, Yeah, but you're coffee. close. Let me, no, but let me tell you, you're close because there's going to come a point where bedtime, you know, with the kids gets a little bit of shorter, and then it's the bottle of wine is opened hey. uh, on a Tuesday <laughs> Once they are reliably sleeping through the night. Okay, we've got a show to, to do. We've yeah. got a show to do. Happy Thanksgiving if you're listening to this. Well, you won't be listening to this. You'll be listening to this after Thanksgiving no matter what. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. All right. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. There you go. Let's go into our question uh, for today. This is a good one. Uh, boosted this up a little bit from the queue, even though it's a month ago. And how many uh, are in the queue? Just we, for people's we've got about uh, fifteen to twenty in the queue. So, so we've I mean, not again, forgotten about you, but we do need more because we keep recording. Right, right, right. Keep sending us those, but it'll it's a month to six weeks out once we get it. If you know, and again, we're not taking all questions. I know some of you are. Uh, some of you may be wondering why we have not used your question from two or three months ago. Uh, maybe it's too narrow, maybe, you know, for whatever reason. So don't take offense to that. It's just we want to try and use the questions that we feel are uh, best applicable for our audience. This one is interesting because um, I have faced this specifically, and I think we've counseled many people in this area uh, over time. And so uh, this should this should uh, be a good question to reach many uh, people in our audience. So without further ado, April, what is your question? D-I-Y! My name's April. I'm from North Carolina. Uh, recently, my husband changed job fields and is now um, in an industry where he is 100% commission-based. Uh, my question for you guys is, what kind of tips or advice could you recommend for someone who is trying to um, create a budget or maintain a budget when the salary can be unexpected and fluctuates from month to month. Thanks. This is good. Because a lot of people deal with this. A lot of people deal with this. And and I don't think that a lot, I, I don't see a lot of material out there talking about this. So uh, what, what, do, what do you say to folks in this, in this, uh, in this world? So I think one of the things you're going to have to do is really discern between what are your really core living expenses, the things that you absolutely have to pay to survive. And that's things like uh, rent or mortgage, utilities, et cetera. The things that are very uh, non-discretionary. So eating out would be discretionary, whether or not you pay your mortgage or rent, very non-discretionary. You have to do that to continue to survive, but you don't have to go buy Starbucks or uh, go to Chipotle or something of that nature. You can uh, cook some spaghetti or hamburger helper or something for much cheaper. Um, so really dial in on what are those very core living expenses. And then depending on how much that commission fluctuates, because for some people, a commission-based job can be highly seasonal. Uh, for some, it can uh, fluctuate wildly from month to month and so forth. And for others, there's kind of a you know a base uh, amount that you can kind of rely on. And some months is really good and some months it's just okay. Uh, so 
depending on where you are on the spectrum, you you might kind of need to shift this mentality a little bit. But what I would do, once you figure out those real core living expenses and then the other things that you can kind of live without, I would work towards building up a savings account that you then can pay yourself from. So dump the uh, pay as it comes into the savings account, figure out what you need on a monthly basis, especially for the core living expenses and start to pay yourself from there. As you build that up and you have uh, hopefully a month, a couple months worth, then you can start getting into some of the budgeting for some more discretionary expenses like uh, vacations or uh, one-time things that happen that aren't necessarily essential for living and so forth. Uh, now, when it comes to uh, savings, uh, there's a lot of products out there that you can kind of create those cash envelope systems within the savings accounts. You didn't necessarily ask about that, but there are some good features out there as well. But what I would do is I would create a system where you're dumping money into something and then paying yourself out of that so that you can create a buffer to kind of hedge against those down months. That's exactly the route I was going to go, and it's exactly what I have done in the past. Um, even though, fast forward 20 years, we now have a business where um, I personally draw a salary as the principal owner of the business, there were many, many, many years where there was no set salary. In fact, I recall when Daniel used to scold me and say, hey, you really need to draw a salary uh, so that we can start to kind of legitimize all of this and and sort of figure out, you know, profit, et cetera. And it was very difficult for me because I was used to putting everything back into the business and then kind of taking, you know, things as I needed them and sort of uh, that was difficult. I knew budgeting and, and that was really one of the impetus behind me being so detailed in my budget, having to know exactly what I needed to have to live on every single month and every single year, those ancillary uh, annual expenses as well. And so knowing that helped me to say, well, I know coming into this month, you know, I've got to have this X number of dollars. So if we have this in the account, in the business account, I can afford to, you know, invest in this software or hire this person, et cetera. So I was, I, there is no business that's going to succeed if you are not personally uh, taking the disciplined approach to know exactly what your expenses are. So again, I think we, we can both, Daniel and I speak to this with a lot of credibility. First and foremost, I want to say, I'm going to make the assumption, always dangerous, but I'm going to make the assumption that this transition to an all-commissioned role in this environment, i.e. this economy, is because your husband has probably experienced some success taking a leap of faith because there's unlimited opportunity here. Not because this is, hey, uh, you know, I, I think this will work or what, you know, it, I really hope that this is coming from a position of a legitimate uh, job, a legitimate company. It could be your own business, that's fine, but a legitimate source of real upside potential. And the reason I stress that is because if it's not, and you will know very quickly, meaning, you know, a couple of months in, I know, you know, you're building up the pipeline, you're trying to, you know, generate some new business, the sales cycle might be long, et cetera. But if you are not seeing that, you or your husband, you're not seeing that fruit and you're not seeing that, you have to really check in the mirror and say, is this really what I want to do. Now, I'm not trying to discourage that, 
because small business ownership, i.e. a commission, you know, 100% commission sales, and, and again, we're not in the commission business, but I would kind of lump those things together, meaning you eat what you kill, right? You're not making money unless you are progressing and generating revenue. That is the only way uh, to create real wealth in, in, in our country. And, and the reason for that is if you are salaried or hourly rate, the only way to make more money is to work more hours. And there's a cap. There's a finite cap to working hours. So on one hand, I applaud this. I really do. I applaud this move. I applaud the, the upside. I applaud your uh, uh, opportunity that you have before you. On the other hand, I caution you. If you're not seeing fruit very quickly, and, and again, what is quickly? Could be three months, could be six months. You could say we're giving it a year. Okay. The other assumption I'm going to make is, and this is dangerous, but I really hope this is the case, that upon making this transition, you have said to yourself, by deciding to go all commission and knowing that it will take two to three months, we have a buffer. If you have that buffer, then exactly as Daniel said, you are simply trying to replenish that buffer to give yourself at minimum, at minimum one month of a buffer every single month. So what do I mean by that? Well, let's say fast forward down the road. Let's say you gave yourself three months of a cash cushion to make nothing, okay? Well, at the end of those three months, your business uh, income, your commission income, must be paying your bills, right? So let's just throw out numbers. Let's say you said that it's $3,000 a month and we're giving ourselves three months, so we have $9,000 in an account. Now, you might be saying, oh, boy, we don't have that. Well, I'll address that in a second, but it's going to cause some more, it's going to cause some challenges. But here's the deal, and this is for people who are maybe thinking about this. I want to make a leap. I want to start my own business. Okay, three to six months, depending on how long you really believe, and I would always extend that, especially if you're starting your own business, you think that you're going to start making money, uh, bringing it home in three months, give yourself a year. I mean, literally. So ultimately you say, okay, three months, $3,000. So we've got $9,000 set aside. All right. Move, start progressing down that line. Month one, you use three. Now you're at 6,000 left. Month two, you use another three. You're at 3,000 left. Hopefully, and this is a big hopefully, but hopefully you've done your math and you've assumed correctly so that over the first three months, you are able to start generating something so that by the end of that three months, you have at minimum $3,000 set aside. Why? Because after three months, your savings is depleted or that money that you've put away is depleted, and you now need to start living off of the commission or the sales or whatever it is that you're bringing in. So over the first three months, you don't go, oh, look, honey, I got this $5,000 paycheck. Awesome. We can get the car or we can get the new couch. No, no, I want an official right under Nope, not at all. You put that 5000 back in that savings and you replenish it. Because what you ultimately want to do, in especially in a commissionable sales role, you want to have at minimum, this is, uh, this is in addition to emergency funds, but you want to have at minimum three months of living expense. So you want to have and be living off of, and just as Daniel said, you want to have three months or more in an account that you are pulling off of to pay your bills. So your husband, you're the one who sent in the question, April. So I'm going to maybe throw out even another assumption. I could be way off. You could really be frustrated with me that I'm going to assume he's going out doing the commissionable sales and you're the CFO type. 
because you sent in the commission. You sent in the question. So he's going out. He's doing that. You replenish. He puts that money back in there. And then every month you are pulling from that account. You are the one who's saying, okay, $3,000 is our bills. We have it in there. So we're going to be doing that. Boom, 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 boom. And then every time he gets another check, you're replenishing, replenishing, replenishing. You're only using extra maybe towards paying off debt or paying, you know, building wealth or saving for a home or whatever the case may be when you're over and above a comfortable amount that could be three or six months in an account used only for your expenses. Okay. Hopefully that makes sense. You can go back and, you know, hit rewind and listen to this. I think I covered everything in that. Now, flip side, you have no plan. You didn't put money away for three months and you really have no idea. Well, you are going to have to kick and scrape and whatever to try and make it through without going backwards. So if you haven't put that money away knowing, well, it's going to take, you know, a, a, a few weeks, a few months, a, a six months or whatever for him to start making real money, what's our plan? And you don't have one, I would encourage a second job. I would encourage looking around to what you can sell. I would encourage, you know, Anything you possibly can do that was not probably the best move uh, to do, I would I would make sure that you are bridging that gap so you're not going in debt to meet your needs while that commission starts to build up. And if you find yourself doing that, then again, you really have to double check and make sure that that was a wise move to go 100% commission or for those of you out there to start that business or whatever it may be. All right, Daniel, that's all I got. What else do we need to uh, to add in there? I think that covers most of it. You pretty much are going to have to plan ahead uh, more than you ever had before because you were presumably on a steady income before that you could kind of plan was always going to be there. Now you're going to be the one that has to plan like a small business owner. But I love it, and I don't want to discourage it. I want to certainly encourage it. And I would also say additionally, if you are out there and you are thinking, you know, I really want to start this business. I really want to do this. I want to... I, I wrote a post a very long time ago. I don't even know where it is now, but it was basically, you know, don't quit your day job. A lot of people think that they got to go out there and just quit their job and do this. And that is totally not true. You can slowly start to develop a business while you're working. There's a lot of hours in the day and you can continue to, to do what you're doing to, to build your income. It's only when you start seeing sort of the light at the end of the tunnel, knowing full well this business is going to work. It's going to generate income. It's going to be able to provide for my family and pay my bills and all the rest of this stuff. And then, only then, you can decide to take uh, you know, away from one area and devote more time to the other. So you could leave your job or you could even scale back or something along those lines. Uh, it's, it is taking risk. And I'm again, don't misunderstand. I'm all about that, especially when you're younger. But it's taking calculated risk. Uh, reckless risk, no bueno, in my opinion, no bueno. Calculated risk, I'm all about it. All right, that was great. Uh, thank you so much, April, for your question. Good luck to you. I know we're a few weeks in, and you sent this, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, but hopefully it is uh, helpful and still applies. Derek will send you a $25 Amazon gift card. And if you're new to the show, uh, please make sure that you, uh, first of all, go back, listen to all the other episodes. Number two. Give us a five-star review. That's very, very helpful. Follow us on Instagram, uh, DIY.money. Twitter, at DIYMoneyQ. That's DIYMoneyQ. And again, if you have a question for us, just hit us up on that voice memo on your phone and email that to podcast at 
DIYMoney.org. That's podcast at DIYMoney.org. The secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make, invest the rest, and do so a very long time. Make it a great one. Turkey lurkey do and turkey lurkey dap. I eat that turkey and I take a nap. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.